Welcome to episode 13 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. And it is about halfway through October and therefore we are at the checkpoint or quote unquote midterm of the Sunrise Cup that Sylph has begun their season three with. And basically, we're just going to treat this episode a little bit like a review section or a review notes sort of thing. So that way, if you're still looking at possibly building a team for a tournament that comes up later in the month, or you're thinking about possibly revising your team before you go into your next tournament, this will be like a kind of refresher episode. Just go over the meta, uh, the way the simplified meta is, and of course, share my team composition with you, let you guys give me your opinions over social media would be perfectly okay. Or you can always email me and uh, basically let you know how I'm doing in my current tournaments so that uh, you get an idea of whether or not I'm making good choices. And then of course, get into some interesting stuff on the back end of the show, including a special announcement that I have been asked to make to kind of spread this information to people. All relevant resources, links, what have you are going to be posted in the podcast description. So if there's anything you want to look at, get a better look at, um, or check out whatever, it's going to be listed there. And of course, in the back end of the show, like we always do normally, we're going to get into the AP Battle Academy section and take a look at your Pokemon of the week. And of course, you're going to have to put up with the little brief shameless self-promo section. Uh, During that, I'm also going to give you guys a look into what I'm considering for the Patreon that I'm going to be setting up for Pegasus Podcast and Gaming. And of course, I am always open to any feedback whatsoever on any topic that I cover. If it's questions, comments, concerns, or you have some constructive criticism for me, by all means, contact me on my social medias, send me an email. I'm always open to all of that. I want to create a community. I want to create a dialogue. So please feel free to contact, ask me questions, whatever. I will do my best to get you answers. All right, first off, let us take a look at the Sunrise Cup. Everything we know for that, just kind of refresh your mind about the whole thing. And that means a look at what the meta includes. Flying types, grass types, Fire types, ground types, and normal types. Banned from the Sunrise Cup are rock types and megas. So if you just so happen to have a ground type that's also a water type, that is perfectly allowable just as long as you don't have a dual type that is rock. And of course, as not everybody has a mega and they kind of break the way the the PvP works, Megas are banned for the time being. You are allowed Shadow Pokemon, so keep that in mind as well. Now, the simplified, simplified meta diagram that I've found is basically your Mud Boys, those are your water ground types, are going to be counters for Galarian Stunfisk, which is going to be your Flyer types. Obama Snow, which sits pretty high in the PvP and PV poke rankings is going to beat Drift Blim and the Mud Boys. Vigoroth is going to beat 
your Galarian Stunfisk and your Abomasnow. And of course, Mantine is going to be a pain in the butt. And that, is, for me, is my personal main concern. Like I said earlier, let me tell you about the team that I am currently running in the four different tournaments that I'm a part of right now. I am currently running Skarmory, Venusaur, Wishcash, Obstagoon, Ninetales, and Wigglytuff. My current weakest link actually happens to be the Wigglytuff. I've only used it a couple of times. It works pretty decent as an as a kind of safe switch, but it's not the greatest. That doesn't mean you don't discount it though. I may just be facing uh opponents that Wigglytuff is not good against. Um, my second weakest link is Venusaur, and this is kind of weird for me because Venusaur is usually my heavy hitter and kind of like the core anchor in my team. I wanted to have a grass type to kind of counter the different water types I may come up against, but I don't know. I guess maybe in the IVs a little bit on the my particular Venusaur, it's a little bit weaker than I hoped it would be, so I may need to look at building a better one. Although, I, I love my big tanky leaf frog and it, it, it's a good boy. It, it really is. My top, my top, top Pokemon that I've got are Skarmory and Wishcash. Those are at the top of my team, my top performers. Skarmory is doing really good. I've had it go against Mantine. Not really a good idea. You don't really want to take a flyer against a flyer. They kind of... Uh, even out. You might be able to get an advantage every so often, especially if you're going against Mantine and they're running Bubble Beam, but um, not always a good idea. Don't always go flyer against flyer. It just happens to be what I'm able to run at the time being. Wishcash, anytime I have an opportunity to use Wishcash, I definitely put him in my team. Uh, he may ride the bench occasionally, but he is always in my six because it, he's squishy and he charges fast. And that blizzard, if you can shield bait just right, that blizzard is going to be a nightmare if you happen to be facing another Skarmory. And that shield baiting is going to be our AP Battle Academy term that I will go into at the back end of the show. So I don't know if I've done shield baiting before. I might have, but we're doing it again because you never know when you need a refresher on anything. So my spicy pick in all of this is my nine tails. The reason being I wanted a good fire counter on my team going into this because I knew I was going to come up against some grass types. It is one of the main keys in the whole meta and I wanted to be able to counter that to the best of my ability. I was looking back and forth between nine tails and I have this really well built shiny Charizard and I ended up taking the nine tails in. Now it's been pretty good for me. Uh, unfortunately, it takes a hit on those ground type attacks. They are brutal. It takes one hit from Earthquake and it's out. So if you're running a nine tails and you get up against a team that you know they're going to pull out that ground move, you need to, by all means, save a shield for your fiery fox. All right. Even with Galarian Stunfisk showing up, it's got rock slide. It's going to use it. Save your fox. 
please save your fox. It's definitely an interesting choice. It definitely gets the job done. But that's the thing. You have to be careful though, because it'll take out a Galarian Stunfisk, but you've got to have the shield for the rock slide. Or if it happens to have Earthquake, you need that shield. My main concern that I've kept running into in all of my battles is Mantine. It is the thorn in my side. It currently sits at the top of the Sunrise meta on PV Poke. And if you don't have a good one, you need a good counter or it will be the bane of your existence. Um, I am seriously considering replacing my Venusaur with a decent Obama Snow going into another tournament from after I finish these first four, moving on through the rest of the month, because that Mantine, I've played my Venusaur against Mantine, and it has not been good. It does get some good hits. However, the Mantine always ends up coming out on top. So definitely, definitely considering doing an exchange for an Obama Snow if I go into a fifth tournament this month. But the thing is, in deciding to change out that Venusaur, it does really good against Vigoroth, who is also pretty high in the PV poke rankings. Rankings. I will learn to talk. Promise you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it beats Vigoroth pretty well too. And it can tank at least one or two hits off of it. So it's worth considering. I think the, the thing to consider in my situation is how often do I think I'm going to run into Vigoroth Versus how often am I going to run into Mantine? And I think with Mantine sitting at the top of the meta, you're going to encounter it more than you're going to encounter Vigoroth. So it may be worth the change. Especially considering that Mantine is also losing to Obama Snow. It just depends on what Vigoroth is going to lose to. And uh, that would definitely be my main consideration is... Will bringing in the Obama Snow have me covered for both Mantine and Vigoroth? And a quick look at pvpoke.com tells me that Vigoroth beats Obama Snow. So the answer there is, I'm going to have to weigh the consideration. What am I going to run into more, Mantine or Vigoroth? And honestly, I think I'm going to run into Mantine more than I am Vigoroth. So it may be worthwhile to do the exchange. I don't I have the wiggly tough in my bench to beat the vigor off but I don't know I the the wiggly it's not doing as much as I hoped it would it may also be because I'm not always pulling it when I should I don't know again all of this kind of thing is just basically trial and error looking over your results and trying to guess what's going to work best for you going into your next matchups. Hopefully this clarifies a few things, gives you a few ideas of what you can possibly do. And uh, I hope that gives you some ideas for your team. I wish you all the best of luck in the rest of your tournaments for the rest of the month. All right. I said at the beginning of the show, I would probably do this in the back half, but I think I'm okay to do it now. And uh, this is a special announcement thing. I have been asked by the Pokemon Masters PvP podcast to do an announcement for you guys to help them spread the word about a charity Pokemon Go PvP tournament they are doing. The tournament, and this is the reason why I'm pushing my episode early this month so you guys get enough 
information ahead of time, is going to be on the 18th of October. So just after the day after Community Day this month, which is Charmander, in, in case you're keeping up with all of that, and it is going to be held at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, and they are raising money for multiple sclerosis. I am going to include links for this in the description of the podcast, and those links are going to be for the tournament itself, which is going to be live streamed via Facebook, and the Google form sheet where you can sign up for the tournament and pick your team of six. Well, it's great that they're having this cup, but what's the meta? They are running a custom format meta, and this meta is going to be pretty pretty interesting. It's going to be Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, and Galar Pokemon with these types banned. Dragon, Dark, Steel, Flying, Legendary, Mythical, Shadow, and they're also banning Obama Snow, just as a way to kind of change up the playing field a little bit. So if you're paying attention, you can't use any of the original 151 Pokemon, just so you know. So if you're interested in watching and donating money, I'm going to have the link for that. If you're interested in playing yourself, I'm going to have the link for that as well. I am also going to have a link to the custom rankings for this uh, setup, so that you guys can kind of look at what their meta is going to be and build a team yourself. I have it all pulled out and I'm actually going to do this and I'm going to cover what the top Pokemon in this meta are going to be. The top 10 for this custom ranked tournament are looking at Leafeon, Grodel, Vigoroth, Bellossom, Toxicroak, Meganium, Whimsicott, Gallade, Eridos, Zangoose, and the next five are going to be Snowy Cast Form, Levani, Bayleaf, Crustle, and Hariyama. So that is your top 15 scored and ranked Pokemon through pvpoke.com custom rankings. And it's going to be interesting, I think, especially with Leafeon. I don't really see any of the evolutions other than Umbreon or um, Espeon showing up in the cup rankings and stuff like that and they're calling for these attacks on leafeon razor leaf leaf blade last resort is going to take wins against swampert zangoose azumarill wishcash and seismitoad key losses are going to be vigoroth superior septile grovile munchlax so knowing that a leafeon is sitting on top of this ranking for pv poke and custom ranks that's gonna be an interesting tournament to watch i definitely if i don't end up playing in this tournament i definitely do want to watch and help them out again this is from the pokemon masters podcast they are a pvp podcast that is a part of the pokemon professor network uh those are the people behind the lured up podcast if you watch or if you listen to lured up gotta watch them all or the Special Conditions podcast, these guys are part of that network. And like I said, they reached out to me, say, hey, can you help get this out so we can raise this money for a good cause? So if you want to be a part of the tournament, make sure you're on a device that is capable of streaming because they're wanting to make this be a live stream. Or if you just want to watch, by all means, check out the descriptions of this podcast all your links are going to be there and definitely check out their show. Give them a listen or uh, go follow them on Twitter. And it's P-K-M-N-M-S-T-R-Z. 
They are a Pogo PvP podcast. Alrighty, I think that's going to do it for the core of the show. I'm going to take a break, and then we're going to get into the back half of the show, covering all the usual information and whatnots. Alright, give me a moment to get some water, and I'll be back in a minute. the shameless self-promotion portion of the show where I talk about all the ways you can reach out and contact me or support me in my weird and random endeavors. You can always find this podcast on just about any streaming service, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course through my host, redcircle.com. I have a link tree in my Twitter and Instagram bios where you can get direct ads access to the show. If you happen to be listening on a streaming service like Apple Podcasts, by all means, go ahead, hit the like button or give us a review. It is much greatly appreciated. I also try in my absolute best, I don't always keep up with it properly, to make sure the episodes are posted to YouTube. So if you ever miss the episode or you don't pull it up on Spotify or whatever, you can always find Anthos of the Random Nerd on YouTube and give me a listen there. And if you happen to listen to this through YouTube, by all means, hit the follow button. You'll get an updated notice whenever a new show is posted. And following and subscribing or whatever will help get my numbers boosted and will be great greatly appreciated. If you're interested in merch, you can always check out my Teespring shop, teespring.com slash shop slash Pegasus podcast. And you'll find all kinds of merch there for everything I've got going on. This podcast, Battle Academy, as well as my Catan World Explorers podcast, Catan Public Radio, and of course, Pegasus Podcast and gaming in general. When I start getting merch for my streaming, when my streaming goes up, which will hopefully be in the next few days, and I will hopefully have a schedule for that, you will also be able to find it there as well. And of course, you can always reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is anthisa 21 Instagram, if you're interested in AR Pokemon photos, it is anthisa.21. I am currently engaged and actually managing to keep up pretty well this year with the AR Plus Tober 2 challenge set forth by Pokemon Go Odyssey. Thank you again, dude, for setting that up. That's really a wonderful, wonderful challenge. And uh, it's a great way if you're an AR photographer to just kind of keep putting out regular content because you kind of get held responsible to making sure you have something that matches the daily prompt. So again, shout out to Pokemon Go Odyssey for putting that together again this year. Greatly appreciated. I participated last year in the first one. Glad to be able to do it for this one. And of course, uh, I kind of teased this earlier, I am going to have a Patreon set up, hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, Definitely looking forward to any kind of feedback or the kind of things you'd be interested in receiving in exchange for support. The $1 tier is basic support 
level. You'll get access to any Patreon messages, exclusive videos that I'm going to do. I want to get into doing kind of behind the scenes videos. And uh, I don't really think that'd be the kind of thing I'd post to Twitch, but it'd be something I'd like to do for Patreon. I know that Pokemon Professor Network does a Patreon phone call. I may consider that. I'm not entirely sure about it. Um, $5 tier is going to include a monthly wallpaper, probably Pokemon Go related, as well as a discount for the Teespring shop. $10 will get you the Instagram post tag. Uh, basically I will tag you in a shout out in any post I load to Instagram. Um, you'll also get a shout out here on my show in the shameless self-promotion plug as a way of saying thank you for your support. It means a lot to me. I, I really kind of want to do that kind of thing for you guys, as well as dropping your name in the stream when I get into Twitch streaming. And you have the possibility of getting to name one of my Pokemon. I have over 1,500 of them. Uh, there are certain ones that I kind of keep the nicknaming rights for myself. Uh, that's usually whatever is connected to what I call my AR photography team. That's uh, Pedal, the Pikachu, Rocket, the Eevee, uh, so on and so forth. $15 will get you a custom Pokemon wallpaper and added to my Pokemon Go and Switch friends list. The Switch friends list comes in handy for when I do go into streaming. And a $20 tier, you will get to help pick out what the monthly wallpaper is going to be, as well as help me create polls and merch and kind of help begin or curate the community discussions, those kind of things. I am considering running a Discord server, and of course that will be available to everybody starting at the $1 tier. And of course, I thought this was a good idea that I found a few different podcast people run this one. $25 will be an executive producer credit, which is an extra special shout out on the show. And uh, I'm going to have at least one of those for each podcast that I do. Maybe consider doing one for my streaming shows as well. And uh, basically just a way to give you guys a little extra something. Even if you only do the $1 to get the Discord access and the, the exclusive messages and videos on Patreon, it is beyond greatly appreciated. Uh, and again, all of this is open to comments and questions. And like always, you can hit me up at twitter.com, anthisa21, Instagram at anthisa.21, or of course, my email, anerdblog at gmail.com. And all feedback is greatly, greatly appreciated. So that I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up of what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, this includes the fact that I we almost have a streaming setup. I'm not going to be the only person in my family streaming. My brother is going to be streaming as well. But I hopefully will have a good calendar streaming schedule set up so that you guys can catch me and... We can maybe talk and chat or things like that. So keep an eye out for that. I will try and keep updates on that posted on Twitter. I am also going to start doing more kind of in the way of promotion on Twitter, promotion on Instagram. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And uh, Instagram is going to have uh, shameless self-promo Saturdays. I am going to kind of use that as a way to kind of advertise my show and stuff. So fair warning heads up if you're a regular listener of the podcast and you follow me on Instagram, that is coming down the pipeline as well. All right. 
I think that kind of covers the shameless self-promotion por- portion. And um, I'm kind of laughy, giggly about it. Uh, please know that is not me being amused at my own stupidity. That is a defense mechanism because I hate doing it because I feel like I'm pushing it on you guys. So please, please, please forgive me. All right, let's move on to your AP Battle Academy word phrase of the day, and that is shield baiting. Shield baiting is a very effective tool if used properly. And that's the thing though, you've got to time it right. The whole thing about shield baiting is your timing. Very effective with wish cash if you can use it properly. I have used it successfully in my tournaments a couple of times and uh, it allowed me to actually take out a skarmory that I was having some issues dealing with. So definitely worthwhile knowing how shield baiting works. Shield baiting, as defined by StadiumGaming.gg in their PvP glossary, using a lower energy charge move to draw a shield from your opponent prior to landing the higher damage per energy move, or DPE move. Okay, the way this works is taking Wishcash as the example, because I am so familiar with his moveset, it's the best example for me. You are going against, we'll talk about the Skarmory that I dealt with. You basically farm the Skarmory and load up as much energy for your charge moves as you possibly can. To note, you will double energy on Mud Shot, or Mud Bomb, excuse me, saying I know it and I'm messing up what it is. You will double up energy on Mud Bomb. You will almost tap out energy on Blizzard. Go ahead, fire that Mud Bomb. If the Skarmory takes the bait and thinks that you have built up Blizzard, they're going to shield. A few extra taps later, you fire off that blizzard. They're expecting another mud bomb and you get the good hit that causes a huge damage hit to that skarmory. So it's basically, I like to call it the Jedi mind trick of PvP because you're basically faking out your opponent a little bit so that you can land that higher hit move. It's definitely worthwhile Practice it if you've got a scrim partner, uh, scrimmage for short, and definitely, definitely get used to trying to work on that. That's why I say when you get into the movesets, you want one that builds quick and hits not as hard, and you want one that builds long and hits hard. That way you can use shield baiting to your best advantage. Alrighty, I think that pretty much explains and covers that one. Now, we need to talk about your Pokemon of the week. There is only one that I could seriously consider being the Pokemon of the week for this week, and that is uh, your budget consideration for dealing with certain other Pokemon. And if you can get it built up properly, it is definitely worth it, and that is Quagsire. Quagsire, I finally, finally, finally got a decent Wooper. I've been having so many problems with that. So now I actually have a good built Quagsire, and I'm so excited. He's not just a beast in certain Sylph Cups. He's also killer in Great League 
Go Battle League. So you definitely want to have at least one or two Quagsires built up for your Go Battle League rotation as well. His move set that you're looking at is Mudshot, Stone Edge, and Earthquake. Stone Edge and Earthquake can be brutal. Like I was talking about earlier, Nine Tails takes one hit on Stone Edge or Earthquake and it is out. It is a solid set of moves. His key wins are for Sylpharina are against Galarian Stunfisk, Mantine, Alolan Marowak, Swampert, and Articuno. Be careful around Vigoroth, Skarmory, Altaria, Wigglytuff, and Obstagoon. His available charge moves or available fast moves are Mudshot and Water Gun, although both of those are actually split pretty even a little bit. For preference, Mudshot is the more preferred at 54.2, but Water Gun is still a pretty decent hitting shot, so you could consider either of those rather well. Your charge moves available are Stone Edge, Earthquake, Sludge Bomb, and Acid Spray. The only one you really don't want to consider is Acid Spray. It doesn't really do as much as Sludge Bomb or Earthquake. Uh, top preferred are Stone Edge and Earthquake. After Earthquake is Sludge Bomb at 23%. So having either Earthquake or Sludge Bomb is worthwhile, but I would definitely go for Earthquake. It does more damage. His weaknesses are to grass, and that is his only weakness. So you know this guy is a very good, sturdy dude. He is considered one of the mud boys. Resistance to steel, rock, poison, fire, and electric. In other words, those are not going to do much damage to him. So he is, again, he's a sturdy dude. Definitely worth building one or two. Your rank and level IVs you're looking for is level 29. IVs are 0, 15, 14, and that is just for great league level. Uh, you can also go into pvpoke.com, search for Quagsire under Great League, Master League, Ultra League, and in the Premier Cups, and you will find that he pretty much shows up in at least Great League and Ultra League. He may not build enough for Master, but he's definitely a, I'd say, well-rounded enough that it is worthwhile and he is a pain in the butt to counter if you don't have a good grass picked for your team so definitely 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 build you a one or two good quagsires even if you don't use them for sunrise you still have him for go battle plus i can pretty much about i'd say about 90 percent guarantee you that quagsire is going to show up as a bit of the core meta in all of the remaining Sylph Cups for Season 3. Unless he is outright banned or water types are outright banned, you're pretty much going to run into Quagsire no matter what. So, if you can't build one, learn how to counter one. Alright, that's going to do it for this episode of Battle Academy. I feel we've got a lot in this episode. Yes, I'm aware I'm pushing this early, but then again... Please, please, please consider either participating in or watching the Pokemon Masters podcast uh, charity tournament for multiple sclerosis. And again, I've got the custom meta list for you that you guys can take a look at uh, in the description of this podcast with all of the other resources that are going to be available. Thank you so much for joining me. It is much appreciated. 
Hope you have a wonderful time of day it is wherever you're at. I'll see you all next week.